0: Welcome to this episode of MSTA Presents. I'm Kara Potter. I'm in the Communication Department at MSTA. And this week, we are going to talk a little bit about Reading Circle, the Reading Circle program that we have available to not just members, but any teachers in the state of Missouri. Um, And joining me right now is Jen Baldwin. She is the librarian at East Newton High School. Thanks for joining, Jen. Hey, thanks, Carrot. Can you just give a little bit of overview of what Reading Circle is and what members can get from it?
1: Yes, Reading Circle is simply an opportunity for us to recognize students in in Missouri. So um, it's a low commitment for our teachers around the state, but we provide um, through our readingcircle.org website um, resources that they can use to integrate reading in their classrooms. So we have book um, reviews that we post. As committee members for various age ranges of students, um, going from pre K all the way through grades through high school, Um, we also provide certificates so that teachers can, once students have logged enough books, they can receive a reading circle certificate. Um, There's a lifetime certificate for five years um, once a student has has managed to do Reading Circle. Um, the teachers can use um, Reading Circle from their classroom. It does not have to be building wide. It can be a decision by their teachers. Um, we don't require the students to take a test or prove that they read it, their book. We just want them to, to read. And then Reading Circle will also um, do a article in each school and community um, that will give teachers other ideas to integrate reading and literacy. Um, and we also do the Missouri Read-In Day, which is the second Friday of, of March every year that's legislated. Did I cover everything? I
0: think so. Yeah. And the, the reviews are a really nice thing. I know you go through a lot of the award nominated books and just some of the new books that, you know, there are so many new books that come out each year to kind of give an overview of what the books are about to help teachers maybe find that perfect book that's going to connect with a student.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the amount of books that we receive every year um, is, is an amazing um, perk to the community, to the committee. Um, but what's great is that I love being book Santa um, because we give those books out to Missouri classrooms. Um, so, you know, we might read them, but we pass them on and, and make sure that they're in the hands of our students.
0: Yeah. Well, and, a uh, if you're able to make it to convention too, Reading Circle always has a booth there and is um, passing out some of those books. So well, Jen, you for Reading Circle review the elementary books, can you give some recommendations for books, new books that you would recommend for this year?
1: Yes. The very first one I'm going to recommend, I actually don't have a copy of. I apologize. I've actually loaned it to my nephew. Um, It is one of my all-time favorite authors, um, Jason Reynolds. And believe it or not, yes, he does young adult, but he has done a brand new series. I hope it's a series. He's only done one so far um, that's illustrated graphic novels for our young readers. And it's called Stunt Boy in the Meantime. Um, The main character, Cortico, lives in... Um, an apartment building and his parents are fighting all the time, which has given him anxiety. So Portico um, uses the meantime time um, to go around and help his, help his neighbors in the apartment and to solve different things. So he's the, um, so he has a separate personality of, of a superhero. Um, Jason Reynolds does a phenomenal job of um, integrating so many different um current affairs and current events and just themes that that our kids are dealing with. Um, he has a wonderful way of, of covering some tough topics in an amazing, amazing way. Um, I really, really, really hope that this is going to be a series because um, the illustrations by Raul III make it very um, interesting, kind of reads like a dire a kid, um, so even your reluctant readers are going to pick it up. Um, but I love Jason Reynolds. I will read anything by Jason Reynolds anytime. Um, the next one I have is a brand new series, um, and it's based on the real series um, of a longer chapter book, Fenway and Hattie. Um, these just came out this summer, and they are um, easy reader picture books for um your emerging readers, the ones that are just learning how to read chapter books or wanting to get into chapter books, but um, lo- larger text and more illustrations. This one is Fenway and the Bone Thieves. Um, I always have my readers, my students love reading animal books, um, and Fenway and Hattie is one of my favorite um, ones to to book talk. This reminds me of Humphrey the book series um, about the pet guinea pig in class um, and the way that they're able to take those larger chapter books and break them down to, to be more appropriate for our younger readers. Um, so this is Fenway and the Bone Thieves. Um, Fenway in this book hides his bone but then can't figure out where he hid it um, he, because he's trying to hide it from his bone thieves but he's also hiding it, he realizes, from himself. So it's it's just a fun little easy read, um, but you can transition from the kids that are reading this maybe at the beginning of the year to them finally reading the longer books at the end of the year. Then I have one um, nonfiction book that I wanted to recommend. It's called Hope Wins, um, and this is just a story collection by authors um, talking about things and situations in their lives where they have had to struggle with multitude of things. Um, they each get a chapter and they they just share um, a part of their life that gives you hope. So as you're reading this, um, you can really be inspired. So I can see a teacher doing maybe a chapter a day. Um, they're short stories. Um, I did it as an audiobook and loved the narrators because each chapter was a different narrator. Um, but there's authors in here, Matt de la Pena, um, Rex Ogle, James Ponte, Pam Munoz Ryan. Um, so some really well-known authors that you might be able to integrate. Um, if you're already reading books in the whole class or in lit sets, um, the, author the part of this, you might be able to give some real life examples from their life. So those are my three recommendations. That's great. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Jen.
0: Brenda Steffens is a retired school librarian from Stover, and she reviews our early childhood books, like preschool to second grade. And Brenda, you have a few recommendations for that age group? I sure do,
2: especially with school just starting. Um, my first recommendation is called This is a School, and it's by John Shu, and it's illustrated by Veronica Miller Jameson. And in this book is John Shu. if most of you guys probably recognize his name is Mr. Shu, and he does a lot of book recommendations. And this is his first picture book. And this book is all about school, about what a community the school is, that it's a place for discovery, of asking questions. It's a place where we learn, we share. And it's just about how everyone in the school is important. And I really like the last pages that he says. This is our class. This is our school. Librarians and coaches, helpers and staff, principals and teachers, kids and friends. We are all important. So I think this would be a great book to start out the year or to read it any time that something comes up about how important everyone is at the school. So that is, this is a school by John Shu. and Shue is S-C-H-U. Um, the next book is called A Little Fairy Tale, and it's fairy as in F-E-R-R-Y, and it is about uh, a fairy that isn't strong. He's not strong like the tugboat. He's not fast like the speedboat, and he's not graceful as the sailboat, but er- And those are the boats that everyone likes to watch. But the little fairy is special too. And one of the great things about her, the little fairy is that she's always patient, always careful, always on time. And so the book goes through about how the little fairy was kind of feeling down upon himself. And then there was a fire on an island and all the other boats could not get there or they scared the animals on the island. But the little fairy went and got all the animals off the island so everyone was safe. And it's kind of like the little engine that could. So it was, um, the boat was getting heavy and heavy. And so the the fairy didn't think she could handle all the animals, but she worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and they were all safe. And so, it's a great book on talking about that we all can do something, to that we all are important. There's something for each of us. So that was a really fun book to read. This other one is called, um, oh, and I forgot to tell you that The Little Fairy Tale is by Chad Otis. My third recommendation is Octopus Shocktopus, and it's by Peter Bentley and illustrated by Stephen Linton. And one day they found an octopus on top of their house. And so it's a lot of rhyming. One day we found an octopus had come to live on top of us. Our neighbor, Mrs. Antropos, said, I don't like that octopus. An octopus just looks all wrong. An octopus does not belong. And then she went and called the fire brigade and they couldn't move it so it stayed. I'm gonna share part of this one because I just really like this one. At first it sat there looking bored, it dozed a bit and sometimes snored. But when our friends came by that day, we asked it, would you like to play? We started off by playing catch and then we had a soccer match. Imagine that, all eight of us against a giant octopus. So it goes on that the octopus does all these fun things with them and at Christmas, it's a Christmas tree. And um, they helped get the animals out and they're stuck. And then one day they wake up and the octopus was gone. And they're like, one day we found no octopus was living right on top of us. Where had it gone? We all felt glum. We missed our massive eight-legged chum. But in the night, we heard a bump. It woke us up and made us jump. Yikes, we said, what can it be? We quickly ran outside to see something quite spectacular. Um, and it was our own giant octopus was living back on top of us. But that is not the where the story ends. Our octopus had brought its friends. And so then all the houses in the neighborhood now had octopuses to live with them. So that's a fun book that's rhymes, and I think the kids would enjoy it um my next book i lost count already is time to fly by george ella Lyon in pictures by stephanie Pfizer coleman and it is about a little bird and i think this is also a good one i always think these are good for sometimes beginning of school is where's my brother where's my sister they took off said the mother you've outgrown this woven home it's time to fly but the little bird is scared to leave. It wants to stay in the nest. And she says, not for me, the nest is best. Isn't that like kids, they don't wanna leave to go to school sometimes, but this is a good thing. It's a little lift, a little lurch, fly on over to my perch. Well, finally the little bird gets coaxed into going by the mother saying, I have some food. But then slowly, the little bird gets up enough courage that it can leave the nest and it can fly. And it says, hello, wings. Hello, air. I'm on my way to everywhere. So time to fly is a great book on showing the kids that, Hey, it's, it's safe out there. We can go wherever we want to go and we can do it. It's just a different part on that. Um, My next one is frog versus toad It's by Ben Mantle, and it is about um, a frog thinking it's better than the toad, and the toad thinks it's better than the frog, and it starts out by, frog was hiding in the leaves, his stomach was rumbling, the juicy fly was almost close enough to taste, snap, dinner was served, snap, another tongue flew out of nowhere, hey, let go, I saw that fly first, mumbled frog. Oh, no, Do you let go, replied the toad. Oh, this is the worst day ever, squealed the fly. I'm being eaten by two frogs. And then they say, we're not both frogs. One's a, I'm a toad and one's that. And so they think they're better than each other. But then here comes an alligator. And they call it a crocodile. And they're like, "No, we're completely different." And so they talk about how people are different, but they may look not everybody looks the same and that and how you just trust each other. And honestly, I know some folks are so touchy, but really, um the animals are the same or they're not the same, but they can get along with each other. And then the last book that I have, is an old-time book, but it's a chicka-chicka boom-boom, but what is great about this book, it's a new type of book um, that is spiral-bound, so you can hold it up and has the words on one side, but it's spiral-bound, so then you can fold it around so the kids can see the picture, so if you have a hard time holding the book and reading at the same time, they're coming out with some of these books that are spiral-bound to help the teachers or whoever wants to read that they can see the book and hold the hold the book with the spiral bound so the kids can see the pictures. So those are my suggestions
0: for to start out the year. Thanks for sharing these, Brenda. Those all sound interesting and uh, really timely for kids starting school, a lot of those topics. So thanks for sharing those with us. Well, thank you. For our middle school books, we have Leisha Thompson. She is a retired school librarian and now works as the Youth Services Consultant with the Missouri State Library. Thanks, Leisha. You have some
3: recommendations for us? I do, Karen. Thanks for asking me to do this. I'm really excited. Um, So some of the, the books that I've read over the summer that I think is really important for everyone, um, to, to read and have in their, maybe in their classroom libraries uh, or just to share with students. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is titled Rolling Warrior, the incredible, sometimes awkward, true story of a rebel gar- girl on wheels um, who helped spark a revolution. Um, this book's by Judith Heumann. Uh, this one is nonfiction and it is currently on the um Missouri Association of School Librarians, a nonfiction recommended list for the Dogwood titles for this coming school year. Uh, this is Judy's story. It's uh, amazing. She contracted polio when she was about 18 months old. Um, and this, was, so this would have been in, in the early 1940s. And so she never knew a life without her disability. Uh, She was paralyzed um, and had no control of her legs and little control of her arms. Um, She attempted to start kindergarten, and uh, the principal at the school sent her and her mother back home on the first day because they considered her a fire hazard. Uh, She wasn't able to start public school until she was in fourth grade, and was then not in a classroom with her peers but a mixed classroom of different ages and different abilities because of what they can what was considered her disability Uh, she judy was uh, fought very hard for everything she was incredibly bright and she wanted to do everything and didn't that she didn't consider herself to be disabled she went to college and upon graduating college, she wanted to teach, um, but she couldn't get her teaching certificate in the state or her teaching license in the state of New York because of her disability. Um, so Judy went on to be involved in uh, many different uh, protests and different um, fighting different areas of fighting for the rights of of disabled people and was instrumental in the forming of what we know now as the Americans with Disabilities Act. So we don't know what it's like for, um, for there not to be ramps and wheelchairs and accessible places for someone, but Judy spent her life not being able to do that. Um, and she was in her, I believe, if I remember correctly, mid thirties when that was finally all completed, and she was able to enter um, buildings and schools and um, without any help. So that's Judy Human. It's a it's a great book. She also it's based on the um, her adult book, which is Being Human: An Unrepentant Mem- Memoir of a Disability Rights Activist. So both of those are out there. Um, and great for students. Um, the next one that I wanna talk about is Playing the Cards You're dealt. Um, this one is by Varian Johnson um, and it uh, was published um, in 2021. Um, this book is about a young man, aunt, short for Anthony. Um, when, when he starts fifth grade, uh, he really, really wants to impress his dad. Um, and his dad is actually a famous spades player. So spades as in the card game. Um, and he really wants to impress his dad by winning their local tournament. Um, so the year before he and his friend Jamal lost, um, in a big game, and he has been teased about that for the entire year since then. And um, dad is in and out of Jamal and his family's life um, and actually is struggling his self um, with with some addiction issues. Um, and But so the story of Ant and how he s- perseveres in being able to play in the tournament because he has to um, face some obstacles and overcome those and being able to play with a partner and then um, taking a chance on um, messing things up with his best friend. And he, in the end, it works for Jamal. It works for his family and um, his dad is able to get the help that he needs to be a part of their family. I have one one more that I would really like to share today. This is Linked by Gordon Corman. Um, This is one of Gordon's latest books. And for everyone that is familiar with um, and follows middle grade literature, they likely know Mr. Corden's name. He's he's around and has written many books for students this age. Um, But this book, Linked, tells the story of Link and his friends um, in a tiny town. And Link is an exuberant kiddo. Um, And he sometimes um, reacts without thinking about what the consequences might be. But uh, out of the blue, a a swastika is painted on the wall in Link's school, and which turns the town upside down. Dana is the only Jewish student in the school, um, and she's actually only there for a short time while her parents are working in the town. And so, as things transpire, and more and more swastikas appear. The students all work together to try to find who's responsible for the swastikas that are being left all over the school, but also to um, bring awareness and change people's minds. Um, and the students are learning things that uh, about that time in history that they didn't um, they didn't think affected their lives. And they also find out about a pretty terrible past in their town um, from some not very nice people. And they really want to change those things. Um, So they begin making a paper chain for the links, each link to represent each person killed in the Holocaust. Um, And nobody of course thinks that they can make that. Um, but amazingly, uh, it becomes very well publicized by a reporter with a podcast who doesn't necessarily have the best um, best intent for the town and the kids, um, but he likes the attention. Uh, so they receive donations from all across the world of paper and supplies, as well as other schools that begin create uh, making pieces of that chain and sending it to them. Uh, they get creative in the places that they need to store that chain across town because it fills up the gymnasium and then different buildings and structures all across town. Um, and I won't tell you if they finish and if they are able to reach their goal of the numbers, or the things that happen. Um, But this is a great story about a young man who um, overcomes some challenges of his own, as well as some great um, information and story about a historical time that um, maybe puts it in a different perspective. Thanks for sharing
4: those.
0: Yeah. Our high school book reviewer is Kayla Gilmore. She's a high school English teacher at St. Charles high school, and she's got a few recommendations for the young adult and high school age
4: books. Of course. Um, the one that caught my eye first was actually a sequel um, to something that I read last year. The original book is called the prison healer. It absolutely blew my mind. It's by Lynette Noni and Um, Basically, the protagonist is being, she's the prison healer in a really like (laughs) Alcatraz kind of level place. Um, She ends up having somebody come in that needs a lot of help. And he's part of the like royal family um, that is actually kind of putting everyone down. Um, So they end up, you know, of course they end up falling in love with one another but she uh, sacrifices herself, kind of in a Katniss Everdeen way, to uh, take a series of five challenges on. And uh, in the history of that time, there has been no one who's made it past like the second challenge. So there's there's a lot of action that goes on. There's of course some romance. There's a little bit of mystery, but it definitely kept my attention through the first one. It was even better as a sequel. So the the Prison Healer and The Gilded Cage is the sequel by Lynette Noni. I love that book. Um, if you're looking for something more nonfiction, The Woman All Spies Fear by Amy Butler-Greenfield was about, um, uh, her name was Elizabeth Smith Friedman, one of the code breakers from World War I and World War II. And it goes through her life, how she met her husband who is also a codebreaker. Um, So it really talks a lot about, number one, if you're into World War II history times, that would be so perfect for anyone. Um, But it also talks a lot about the differences between what she saw as a woman and what her husband saw as a man and how differently they were treated, even though she was kind of better than him. (laughs) But he got more job opportunities just because of his gender. So it goes through a lot of the things that she had seen. Um, It also has like embedded into the chapters, it has puzzles and codes to break in the chapters themselves. So for anyone who likes history, who likes a good mystery, and who's just kind of woman empowered, that's a really good option for them. Uh, Another option is for some of the theater people out there, which would be Dear Evan Hansen, the novel by Val Emich. Um, He co-wrote it with three other people, but it's based off of the musical. If you haven't seen the musical, it's not the end of the world. But as a story, it really did shine on its own. It really makes you hate the the protagonist. (laughs) And by the end of it, I was like, you're doing the absolute worst things that you could ever do. Um, Just tell the truth. So it really is. I mean, the message in it is really good. Basically, um, he's writing somebody named Dear Evan Hansen um, and Evan Hansen ends up committing suicide not that much later. So he uh, hardly knew this person, but pretends that he has a bunch of, um, or well, dear Evan Hansen is himself, but he ends up pretending that the person who committed suicide was one of his best friends. Um, when in reality, they didn't know each other at all, and Evan Hansen has a crush on that person's sister. So um, if you're looking for something musical adapted to a novel, that's a really good choice. Um, One of my last ones is Fire with Fire by Destiny Soria. I loved this book. It is the modern day equivalent of Aragon, I'll say. The idea of she has a dragon that she can talk to in her head, that she's bonded with, um, all of that Aragon came right back to me. But it's mixed in with sister entanglement. um, It's mixed with magic. It's mixed with betrayal. Uh, It has so many things going on in it, plus, you know, of course, a little bit of romance. Um, They are basically, their family fights dragons, and they cannot let anybody know that. So they train, they go to school for their normal times, but then they come home and they train with fire, they train with swords, um, all to practice for if they ever need to hunt down a dragon and kill it, until one day, Danny, one of the main characters, ends up finding a dragon. And they become soul bonded with one another. Her sister, on the other hand, Eden is absolutely having none of it. And Eden has always been, I'll say, shadowed by Danny, who's always been a little bit better than her. So Danny has a lot of jealousy. Um, Danny's just, Danny's just better. Eden's so upset about it that she kind of sells herself out to one of the other uh, groups that wants to take them down, uh, and turns into a witch. So. There's a lot going on in this one I again recommend fire with fire by destiny soria and they set it up perfectly to be a sequel that I cannot wait to read yeah. Thank you Kayla those all sound really interesting and
0: cover a wide range of interests.
4: Oh yeah there's a little bit of something in
0: here for everybody. Thank you again to all the members of the Reading Circle committee who shared some book ideas with us. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you came away with some ideas that you can pass along to your students or enjoy reading yourself. Uh, You can find any of the Reading Circle resources online at readingcircle.org. Thanks again.